welcome to The Math of You, a podcast about formative media from when we were young. I'm Lucas Brown. It's another bonus episode week, so please enjoy some conversation with last week's guest, Rich Howard. Now, normally he'd be at the back of the line for bonus episodes, but honestly, the tone of this conversation really dovetails with a lot of the stuff that Rich and I discussed last week, and I think it would be a shame to separate two conversations that really belong together. Along the way, we discuss starting, stopping, pretending you belong, making podcasts as therapy, and when to stop looking at your feet. No, really. We join this conversation already in progress. So how are you? <laughs> I that's a very complicated question. These, yeah, you're you're double conning it, so. Well, double conning it and Yeah. <laughs> so we're yeah, I just got out of San Diego Comic-Con. I only went on Friday, but that Friday was um that Friday was mind-blowing. The Young Justice panel was there with the new trailer. I was there with Cam Bowen and Eric Lopez, who were two of the voice actors, Tim Drake and Blue Beetle. Then afterwards, we ended up spending most of the day with the Young Justice cast and crew, with Greg uh, Weissman and Brandon Vietti, and uh, wandered around. See, with- see, I'm glad we've got the video hangout happening, because you can see the face I just made, <laughs> that you can just casually drop that shit, and just be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah you know, I know a thing, I'm just hanging out with Greg Weissman, you know, yeah. asking him about stuff. Uh, that's basically what happened, yeah. So we wandered around with them. We went into the, like, the only way I can describe it is, like, the Secret Service tunnel, like, behind <laughs> Comic-Con. So we were with them. I finally got to meet Phil Barassa, who's the head of the character design team. I got to finally meet him in person and chat with him for a bit. And then we met Troy Baker. I got to talk to him for a while. He's great, and he's a big big fan of the show, so it's really cute watching oh, no him way. take out. Yeah, watching him. Well, I, not our show. But oh. he, yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I would I would not have been cool if I met Troy Baker and he's like, oh yeah, I really love your podcast. And I would just be like, well, <laughs> we've had that happen too, but just not with Troy because he just joined the show. But it's, it's, right, cute, right. it's cute watching him geek out about how much he loves Young Justice and that he's honored to be you know playing Brian Markov on the show on the next season. But what, what did happen though was, so Stephanie Lemlin, who plays Artemis, we met her mm. last month. We'd gone up to Burbank to do some stuff and had lunch with Greg and Eric and Cam and Brandon, and, and they brought Stephanie because she had been recording that day. So we were like, oh, that's okay. We're meeting Stephanie mm. Lemel now. All right, that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> she's just this, she's so sweet. Like, everybody on the show is so sweet. So we met her and got to chat with her a while about, like, a lot of her charity work and that kind of stuff, which was awesome. But then when I when I saw her, because she was on the panel as well on Friday, and we met her husband, AJ, apparently he's a big fan of the show. <laughs> so that was pretty That was pretty funny. I was like, hi, nice to meet you. And he just started asking all these questions about how it came about and is it our first podcast and, you know, like what our history was and all that kind of stuff. He's like, this does not sound like your first podcast. <laughs> it was really cool. And then in the afternoon, we, we did the DC Universe experience thing, which was amazing. And we happened to be there hanging out with Greg when they were going in and they were just like, let's do this. And so we went in with them. 
myself and uh, Richard Kreutzlander, who's one of the editors for our podcast, and I went through the VIP tour, which was pretty amazing. I presume standing at the back and hoping that no one noticed that you were there, because if someone noticed you were there, they might ask you to leave. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is why the, the question you're asking me about how I'm doing is a very complicated question. <laughs> I've been doing that kind of thing for a very long time, of like, hey, we're here to help, whatever you need, we're just kind of fans doing a thing. And I think it was Friday when I had to like start, over the weekend I had a bit of an existential crisis. <laughs> okay. I had to start to stop doing that. I had to start saying, okay, I don't need to pretend that I belong anymore. Okay. And that is not, that's a giant pill to swallow, I have to tell you. Yeah, I mean, we do a lot of stuff for Young Justice, and we have a lot of people who are inspired by our show now, and so we're more than just, our podcast is designed to be something way beyond just like, hey, we're recapping the episodes. Yeah, yeah. We are pushing the envelope and doing something that is intended to be inspiring for all creators across the board. We're achieving that goal, and so now it's more than just us doing a show about another show, it's us having our style review show inspiring other people and and it was weird it was weird because that same day i was also talking to if any of your listeners are role-playing gamers they're probably familiar with a show called critical role yep yep matt mercer and i have mutual friends and talus and jaffe and i have known each other for 20 years or so and i haven't seen them i haven't seen either one of them i haven't seen talus in 10 years we were at a wedding a mutual friends wedding i think it was 10 years ago Anyway, we were just in the hallway at Comic-Con, like, resting, because it was just crazy, as usual. We just randomly happened to be sitting next to a door that they were going into for a panel, I guess. And so I looked up, and Taliesin was right there. So I got to just go up and finally get a chance to touch base with him. We're both like, what is happening in our lives right now? <laughs> you know, he's been a voice actor and a, and a live-action actor for a long time, and he's just like, man, it's funny, you know. The D&D game is kind of what shot me to this top, which is just so strange. <laughs> And I was like, let me tell you about my podcast. And uh, yeah, so we were both just kind of like, this morning I was hanging out with Greg Weissman. He's like, I love Greg Weissman. I'm like, me too. And, you know, like it was just, I just couldn't handle it. I think by Sunday I was breaking down and just trying to be like, I don't, you know, three years ago, I hadn't intended to get into this, but I'm going to anyway. Sure. Three years ago, I had a heart attack. Oh, wow. I was working at a job that did not mesh with me and was pretty abusive. It was a weird, unfortunate time in my life across the board and gave me a stress-induced vasospasm. Oh, wow. So an actual MI. I'm a nurse normally in my day job, but I, this was an administrative job that I had okay. taken over. After the heart attack, I did a lot of changing. I changed a lot of stuff in my life. Changed mm -hmm. jobs, obviously, but also did a lot of deep dive into what do I want, how do I want it, etc. And it was just after I changed jobs that the whelm thing came up and we're like yeah let's do this we're gonna do this podcast for therapy because we need to talk about this show so bad <laughs> so myself and the caleb g from the rpg academy caleb Gambardo, created the podcast and started doing that within two episodes of airing brandon vietti messaged us and said i've been listening to your show and we're like wait what 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 was that and uh, he was like, I love, your, I love your insights on writing. I love all the stuff that you guys are saying. Your layout is great. I love your segments. And I'm just like, I can't handle this. I'm not handling this. <laughs> Since then, so much stuff has happened. So I've gotten a bunch of stuff published and for the role-playing game industry. And I get to spend more time with my family. Now I, only, I work two 12 to 16-hour shifts on the weekends, but I only work Saturday, Sunday. 
So the weekdays I get to spend doing stuff and I get to see my family more and I'm healthier and suddenly all these other things when I started paying attention to what was killing me and stopped doing that and focused on my passions, then things started to work out. And now I'm having to uh, yeah. I'm having to accept the fact that that's happened and I'm <laughs> not I am a fan, but I'm also a contributor in a, in a different way now. And it was ironically really it's really hard to accept. I don't know if that makes any sense, but no, it totally does. And the thing is, it's like I think at this point, were I editing live, I would bring up that "Looks Like We Made It" song, and just like <laughs> you know, let it let it slowly come up through that part, and then just like do looks, looks like, like we made it. it exactly, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, man. Like you know, you're talking about having the existential crisis, and you're talking about you know realizing that the changes you have made have been successful for the most part and i think that's something that when you're focusing so much on a journey that you're taking or or a journey that you're starting it becomes so fixated on the details you know you're looking down at your feet when you're taking the step wow then you can actually like once you get into the rhythm you can be like oh no i've actually like i have made it all the way and i can look around and i'm here now yeah that's such a great analogy because that's exactly what it felt like. Oh, thank you. And last year at Gen Con, so I've been, uh, I started about, I've been playing gaming for 40 years since I was about seven, but I didn't start doing professional stuff until I made a re that really hard decision about four or five years ago to mm -hmm. decide to try to go pro. It was one of those things that you want to do so badly you never start because you don't want someone to tell you you suck. <laughs> like it, what didn't even occur to me. I've been doing a lot of writing and yeah. prose writing and going to world fantasy conventions and writing conventions and conferences. And then I ran into one of the editors of Paizo at one of these writing conferences, and somebody just asked him, like, hey, how do you find new writers for Pathfinder and Paizo? And he's like, basically by coming to things like this. And I was like, uh, I didn't never connected the two at all. And then I decided to come home, and I, when I came home, I was like, I think that's what I'm supposed to do. And so then I started doing stuff on my own website, and I got to be a columnist on Tribality, and then I started guesting on podcasts and talking about various things in the role-playing game industry and then that took off then i met all these people through the podcast industry that led to whelmed and then blah 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 blah. so all of these things have happened but not until i was in my 40s you know <laughs> and you're talking about like looking at your feet even though i'm an older i'm older now since i didn't start till just five or six years ago doing this mm -hmm. i still was feeling like oh i'm someone who is hoping i can contribute something to these things that i love Right, I hope I can contribute something original to the RPG industry. Who knows me? Nobody knows me. Who am I? Right? But this existential crisis started last year at Gen Con because there was an industry, I won't name who it was, but there's, there's an industry, <laughs> like a foundational industry person walked up to me who I've never really met. Like we shook hands once and I, like, I think I talked to them in their booth like five years ago or something. Walked up to me made eye contact with me, said, hey, Rich Howard, I, I thought you weren't going to be here. Somebody told me you weren't going to be here. And I was like, I'm here. Yeah, I made, I, I made it this year. And they were like, oh, that's great. I'm, I'm so glad. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what's happening right now. Like, how do they know who I am? <laughs> they had an intern or something from their company with them. And then this person starts rattling off my CV, basically, to this right. person. And then saying like, oh, if this, this is the person you need to know in the RPG industry or something to that effect. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what is happening? right now like <laughs> no the person you're with who's talking is the person you need to know what what is this i should be thanking you for your time sir yes that's what it felt like <laughs> but but you but you also want to be respectful of the person who's saying the thing like you don't want to be too dismissive of yourself but i honestly had no idea what was happening so i'm like but there's clearly social media will do this like just because we haven't met in person i mean apparently this person knew my stuff 
knew me on social media or knew the stuff that I had made or I mean they knew who I was and they were talking in this really familiar way in a way that I appreciated but when I came home I had to process that because that was kind of the moment I looked up from my feet I guess like your analogy was and I was thinking like you know what I also need to do is not ignore this and I need to I need to respect this and respect this person and and not t- not take any of this for granted I think you're right I think there's certainly a way to be like I can acknowledge this without that entitlement of yeah this is what I'm due you can instead be like no this happened and this is a thing and it's a thing that can continue to happen without ever getting to that point of like, yeah, of course it happened. Look how awesome I am. Maybe it's an advantage that I it started so late because I literally have decades of being no one. I won't say no one. I've been very successful in my careers and all that kind of stuff. But in this particular industry, in the RPG industry anyway, the role-playing game industry, seven years ago, nobody knew who I was. I was a dude in his doing homebrew like everybody else. So homebrew gaming stuff. And I still remember it's burned into my mind the moment I was sitting at my desk with, you know, the proverbial blank screen in front of me thinking like, what do I have to contribute? Everyone in the world is more, there's always going to be someone better than you at the thing. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to do what I do. I have a degree in marine biology so I was like you know what I will merge marine biology and talk about that in the aspect of role-playing games that seems like something people haven't done and that will be my opening platform and that worked fantastically and then the whelmed thing came up obviously we started this podcast we were hoping to support getting a third season which we do have a third season now. Which I presume you're directly responsible for. I said this to Emily. It's the truth. People keep saying that, but what actually <laughs> happened, we decided we were going to do this podcast, or actually it started as a Twitter joke, and then that evolved into an actual thing. Funny how that happens sometimes. All the time. Actually, the current game I'm working on, Descent into Midnight, started as a Twitter joke as well, and now we've got major playtests <laughs> this year. Yeah, so we started this thing, but when we decided we were going to do the podcast, I was like, okay, if we're doing this, we're not screwing around. We're doing it right. I'm like, let's get original music. I want segments. This is what I want to do. I want to have a segment that talks about the fans and all the crazy, amazing artwork and AMVs and all the stuff they're doing. I don't want to just be two people randomly sitting down and talking about a show and how much they love it. I have a purpose for what I want to do. I want writing analysis. I want to teach people how not just say, yeah, we love the show too. I want to say, look, this is why you love it. This is what they did. Take this, learn from it, and make cool stuff so that I can see your cool stuff, right? Like, that's what I really wanted to do. And so by making the podcast pretty much an amalgam of things that I love, and of course Caleb and Emily and Neil and the whole crew, then we created a unique thing. When we started this, I certainly hoped Greg and Brandon might enjoy the show. I didn't expect it two episodes in, and then I certainly didn't expect to be, you know, hanging out after the panel, talking to Greg about projects, you know, that are coming up or, you know, things that he's worked on. And he, yeah, that was not, that was not something, that's not real. (laughs) That's not a thing, you know, but I tell people a lot on the podcast and in the RPG industry, people will often ask me, like, how do you break in to the industry or how do you get to a place where you're at? And I'm like, you know what you do? You just do stuff. You participate. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You participate and you participate from positivity. Like you were saying, like that idea of, oh, I I deserve to be here now. Like, oh, look what I did. I achieved this. This is mine. If you walk into this and you're doing things for the sole purpose, like, okay, if I do X, then I will be recognized as Y, right? If you're doing that, that's a problem and it probably won't work out as well or it won't work out the way that you think that you want. If I had gone into Whelmed saying like, yeah, I'm going to do this, and if I do this, then the creators will know who I am, I just can't see any of that happening. 
it doesn't feel genuine. Same thing with the RPG industry. When I don't know what to write, I got too much to write now. But when I was first starting and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to write what I like to write. And then I'm going to listen to a bunch of podcasts and I'm going to read a bunch of people's stuff. And you know what? I'm going to go on social media and I'm going to boost the signal on as much stuff as I possibly can. Because you know what I want to do? I don't want to, I don't want to spend huge amounts of energy talking about stuff I don't like. I want to tell people why I love the stuff I do and get that stuff to be bought so I can get more of it, you know? And I think it's something that you said, like, you know, starting a little bit older and having that sort of, I'm trying to think how I'm going to put this, because you mentioned that, you know, you work as a nurse, you've got a career as a nurse, uh, you have a degree in marine biology, so I presume you can tell me about the predatory habits of the Humboldt squid, but... <laughs> kind of, yeah. I think having <laughs> having that kind of foundation, while... And, and I'm going to try and phrase this as delicately as I can. While the work that you're doing is important to you and means a lot to you, it is also not the basis of who you are. Like, you have that the foundation of you've done some stuff and you've lived some stuff. So it's like, and I mean, I'm 36, so I can appreciate that too. Whereas, like, were I 19 and starting the Matthew U, I think it would be a different show. And yeah. I'm not sure that I could be, like, I could take it the way I do. Yeah. You know, I think it would be much more tied up in who I am. Exactly. Do you think what I'm saying? I yeah. do. It's, it's, I, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I identify myself as a particular person while I'm doing a particular thing. So while I'm nursing, I am 100% nursing. I am a nurse. This is what I do. I'm a former ICU nurse. I was a veterinary nurse. I trained holistic health practitioner. I'm now a hospice nurse. I am nurse guy. This is what I do while I'm at work. Now, it's not that I won't think about other things. It's just that it's how my brain works. Then when I'm recording with Emily or, you know, like we're at an event or at a con for Young Justice, then I am the DC Comics guy. This is who I am. It's what I do while I'm at Gen Con or I'm writing or I'm hosting or playing in an actual play podcast or something, then I'm role-playing gay guy. You know, like there's some crossover between those things, but none of those things should I lose if Whelmed had collapsed after the first season, so Caleb couldn't be the host for the second season because at work and some other personal stuff, which was a bummer because the first season we really enjoyed and it was stressful to find someone, and then we found the perfect person, and Emily is incredible. <laughs> we love Emily on the show, so I'm glad it worked out, like things worked out the way that it did, and I, you know, Caleb's working hard doing his other stuff, and I'm glad all that happened, but if we got to the end of the first season and we hadn't found anybody, or I was burned out mm. as well as Caleb, or we didn't find producer to do editing because I don't edit then it would have been done and if it would have been done it would have been a bummer but I have other things yeah I didn't I didn't entirely identify as just that one thing I had other things to fall back on I see what you're saying if I had started this at 19 and it had only been a single project then maybe that would be it I've never really been known though as being the guy who does the one thing I mean I do get that feeling <laughs> yeah I do a few things <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. This is none of what we were going to talk about when we came on. But no, know. that's okay. And the yeah. thing is, we are now at the like the 24-minute mark. And frankly, this is either going to be one killer bonus episode, or I might just start it at the beginning and say, fuck the format. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm okay with it being a bonus or like something else, because this is something I've kind of wanted. This is good. This is what, yeah, totally. This is what I want, the kind of stuff that I want to hear. So I'll see how we go. Um, it'll be, like, I might just go, hey, I'm just starting it. Or again, I might, because again, it's long enough, it might actually be its own thing. We'll see. But for the sake of argument, we may as well officially yeah, start this show. Yeah, this is... Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, sounds good. All right. All right, so do the thing. <laughs>